Shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all being with us in this, in this episode of the coma. Like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the sports coma with BQ and the guys. We have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. Fam, what's popping? Big ups to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in this live, man. Listen, middle of the week, Saints wrap up going down in this middle of the week is the Actually, Wednesday is the preview matchup, the preview stream for the upcoming matchup. Thursday night football against the Rams. So this is going to be a very impactful game for our black and gold squad. A lot going on with that. As you can see, as we go into some of these standings right here, we talking playoffs, man. Uh, the Rams, you see, they're sitting up here uh, in the teams in the hunt. Lions, Bucks, Vikings. Lions beat the Saints, Bucks beat the Saints, Vikings beat the Saints, and the Rams up next. <laughs> Only one way in. If you're going to do it, you got to get through and win the NFC South and beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So anyway, this is what it looks like. And, of course, the Rams are the next team up. The Rams have won four of the last five games. They're playing pretty good football right now. They have a ton of weapons. And the Saints, ultimately, they got to take care of business, man. So ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We got to handle the business. So shout out to the fam. Please feel free, fam, to spike the like button. Also, feel free to subscribe subscribe if you're not a subscriber. Feel free to share the show as well. We up in this thing. Shout out to all of the diehards in this thing. Infamous Dana, Poppy504, good to see you, fam. Appreciate you. The Bullet Family Travel Vlog. Shout out to you, St. Doug, as well. Antoinette, big ups to you. Appreciate the queens and kings. Brother Brian is in this thing. Yep, got definitely that. Brian's flat power god. We up in this thing. Brother Kennard's in this thing. All right, looking for another great performance by Carmichael. All right, appreciate you, brother. And also, shout out to everybody. I'm all in all, I see you, fam. Appreciate you as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, and uh, much love. All right, so with that being said, fam, like we said, we got an interesting matchup right here. The Saints uh, Wednesday report. And, of course, this is the one, man, we're going to talk about here uh, with eight players on the injury report. And this is the final injury uh, report of the week. 
as we know the game is tomorrow. Isaiah Foskey, out. Lonnie Johnson Jr., out. Ryan Ramchek, out. Peyton Turner, word on the street, he, he was getting close, but no, not yet. He's out. Uh, so you got four guys right there that's out. Uh, you have one starting Ryan Ramchek, but Cam Jordan, who was dealing with some with dealing with that ankle, he's available. Carl Grandison had a shoulder issue. He fully practiced. Chris Olave went from limited to fully practiced on a short week with an ankle. He's good. Kendra Miller is also good to go. So it's good to get Kendra Miller back. We get our full stable of backs uh, back there to help out. Chris Olave's back to help out with the receiving core. Shout out to Rashid Shahid, Keith Kirkwood, and others who did a stellar job. Lynn Bowden Jr. did a stellar job with Chris Olave out. Now with Chris Olave out and Rashid Shahid there, that gives us uh, some really good receiver help. And we have a bunch of other compliment wide receivers that can also fit the bill as well. So the Saints tooling up here, getting ready for the Thursday matchup. If you look at the Rams side of things, Trey Tomlinson, the DB, is out. Questionable is Joe Noteboom, the offensive lineman. Havenstein, the tackle, is fully practiced. Okello Okello Witherspoon will be good to go as well from the groin issue. Tutu Atwell, fully practiced, and they're expecting Tutu to be available for the matchup. Very speedy receiver gets them a different dimension. You can see Ronnie Rivers uh, Rivers is listed, uh, is there, is fully practiced. We'll see what happens with them. So the Rams... Are are getting a lot of they have a lot of really good players there, man. To be honest, which I know people know about Cooper Cup and all those, but we're gonna touch on some of that. We're gonna look at some of the statistics. We're gonna go over the depth chart. We're gonna look at some of the things that we need to be concerned about against the Rams uh, coming up on tomorrow. So anyway, let's take a look at some of the uh, team statistics or the rankings. Whether before we get to that, let's take a look at this article right here. Rashid Shahid, Tyron Matthew, Paulson, the Debo ranked top four at position in the NFC Pro Bowl voting. So the voting closes on December the 25th and a couple of days from now. And we got some of our guys that's on the team. Three New Orleans Saints players remain in high Pro Bowl uh, balloting after the late returns or the latest returns is wide receiver return specialist Rashid Shahid, safety Tyron Matthew and cornerback Paulson Adebo rank within the top four of the of their conference at the position group. Shahid is second among the return men, trailing only Packers return specialist Keyshawn Nixon. Tyron Matthew trails only Atlanta's safety Jesse Bates among the NFC safeties, while Adebo trails only Deron Bland and former and uh, and 49ers cornerback Chavaris uh, Ward and Demandre Lenore for the NFC cornerback. So we have some Paulson Adebo playing at a high level for most of the season. Tyron Matthew is back where he belongs. So two of our special team starter, I mean, uh, secondary starters, mind you, are playing really good, and our special teams guy, Rashid Shahid, could make a Pro Bowl as well. So that's very exciting to see what that's going to look like. So like they say in the Pro Bowl voting, uh, ends on the 25th, and you can still be able to get there. You have to go to uh, the Saints website, NewOrleansSaints.com, looks for this article, and it's a, a link there that's highlighted that you can vote for your favorite Saints player up until December the 25th. So if people want to get involved in the voting, please feel free to go to the Saints website and you can look up this particular article. They'll have a link to Pro Bowl voting as well. You just simply click whatever the ad is and it'll take you right there. You can cast your vote for your favorite Saints player to get in that Pro Bowl. So we got a lot of guys turning it up in the uh, in this side of things. So anyway, let's take a look at some of the rankings here, man, before we get, we're going to play Dennis Allen momentarily. We're going to just keep her moving. 
if you look at the rankings right here between the Saints and the Rams, both teams are seven and seven. Uh, the Saints on a two-game winning streak. Uh, the Rams winning winners of four out of the last five games. And if you look at a lot of the, the scoring average between the two teams, Saints averaging 22.1 tight tie for 12th in the NFL. The Rams are a top 10 team, nine, nine to be specific, 23.4 points per contest. But they allow you to score over 22 points, which is 19th. The Saints average scoring on defense. They keep teams just over 19.1 points per contest. And as long as they can maintain that, they will win. Those are good numbers if you look at it. Scoring 22.1 and only allowing you to score 19.1, which is top six in the NFL, those are good numbers. Can you improve upon it with the remaining games in the regular season and hopefully a playoff berth, right? Total offense. NFL ranks Saints at 334 and a half. That's tied for 14, middle of the pack, versus what the Rams are doing at 357.2. That's top nine. That's ninth in the NFL. When you look at it, the rushing offense for the Saints is 19th ranked with just over 103 yards per contest. The Rams, look how they're running at you. 121.3 a game. That's that's good for 11th in the NFL. That's pretty tough. The passing offense, Saints 22, 31.3, 16th, middle of the pack. You look at the Rams, what they're doing is 235.9. That's 11. Total defensive rank. Saints allowing just under 312 yards per game. That's 11th in the NFL. The Rams rank is 336. Point nine, which is 337, that's 18. The Saints allow, their rush defense is allow you to run 126.4 a game. That's 25 in the NFL. The Rams at 110.8 or 111, which is good for 14. The passing attack, 185.4 top six, and the Rams secondary gives up 226.1, which is 21st in the NFL. So a lot of stuff you see there, even you look at the kickoff return, the kickoff return average for the Saints, 23. Theirs is almost one of the worst in kickoff returns. You can see the punt is nearly the same as seven uh, yards per game, 28. The Saints are a top five team punt return average. Shout out to Rashid Shahid on there. And it just goes on. You can see the turnover margin. NFL rank is plus five for the Saints. That's tied for eighth in the NFL. The Rams are minus two. That's 18th in the NFL. So the Saints do have the ability to take the ball away from you can offense and capitalize off of said turnover. So you see that in the Saints ranking, not bad. If you can look a- averaging over 22.1 points a game, that's 12th. And then holding you to 19.1, that's top six in the NFL. That's good numbers for the Saints passing for the, for the Saints uh, offense and defense. But can he improve upon some things? We've seen in the Giants matchup, the Saints not only shut the rushing attack down, but stopped the quarterback from pretty much running all over them. He had like, I think, 30, 40 yards, whatever the case may be. But a lot of that happened in the first half. The Saints made the adjustment and completely shut the faucet off for the Giants. They had nowhere else to go. Can they do the same thing against Matthew Stafford? Can the defense fire off and make uh, Matthew Stafford have a very difficult day? I mean, we'll see how it all turns out tomorrow. So let's in it, let's move on to right quick before we get into the breakdown of who these guys is. Let's move over to Dennis Allen. Today he did a little preview of what he thought, uh, how the game will look, or his his thought process on the Saints and Rams. Y'all put one in the chat if y'all can hit that. All right. All right. Okay, go ahead, guys. Um, can you tell us whatever you can tell us on how Chris Olave and Ryan Ramchek are doing? Uh, Ryan will be listed as out. Okay. Um, 
so he won't he won't travel with the team. Uh, and Chris Olave is good to go. Good to go in play. Um, what with, with Ryan? I know he's been dealing with that for a long time. Is this just the wear and tear of the season, or did he actually have a? No, this is this happened? this this is something that you know he he's been he's been battling through this for yeah. uh, you know a few seasons now, um, and I think it just got to the point where you know it was going to be hard for him to go out there and do what he needed to do. So uh, kind of let it get some rest, and you know hopefully you know being out last week, being out uh, this week. You know, we'll, we'll see where we're at next week. So, but uh, but it, it it wasn't an incident or, or an episode. It, it's uh, just something he's been dealing with. And how do you feel about the way that Landon Young stepped in last week? Yeah, look, I thought yeah, I thought he I thought he did a nice job in there. You know, um, <clears throat> and so look, he'll have another big challenge this week. So um, he's got to step up and play well. How vastly different is it for somebody in that position to come in in the middle of a game versus having a week of practice? That- yeah, look, I mean, well, look, if, if the practice wasn't important, we wouldn't be doing it, you know. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you want to get the full week of practice. Uh, but but I think that's that's kind of the nature of our league in that, you know, there's a lot of times that you have to get yourself prepared and get yourself ready to play, even though you might not get, you know, a significant amount of those reps. Um, and so, um, you know, that's the challenge with, you know, when you're a backup player in our league. Uh, is not getting all the reps and yet being expected to go out and perform at a high level. Coach, I don't know if it gets easier or harder for quarterbacks, but one way or the other, Stafford this many years in still is a guy who's willing to stand in there, take a hit, make a, make a play work. Can you just talk about his toughness? Yeah, look, um, well, A, I'd say I think he's playing exceptionally well right now. Um, you know, I think uh, his, his location – his timing, his accuracy, I think all that's been, you know, really outstanding. And, and he's made some throws in the face of, you know, some pretty good heat at times and, and is able to stick the ball in there. He throws the ball from a lot of different, you know, arm angles, can make that off-platform throws. So um, he's been a really good player in our league for a long time, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, and, and, yeah, to, you know, specifically last year to play through some of the injuries that he went through last year, uh, and it looks like he's playing, you know, healthy this year, uh, and he's playing at a really high level. All right, let me uh, pause that for a second, fam. Uh, well, pause that for a second. All right, so uh, yeah, that that's yeah, it's going to be tough dealing with Matt Stafford, man. To be quite honest with you, Stafford was a handful the last time the Saints met up with the Rams. The Saints beat the Rams, but that was after the Saints' defense knocked Matt Stafford out of the game. Matt Stafford was not only making throws from a multitude of different angles, he was driving the offense. The Saints had no answer for him. And he was either scrambling on him and doing some stuff, and then the Saints got to him, and then he got hurt, knocked him out of the game, and then their offense grinded to a halt. But had Stafford not gotten hurt in the game, the Saints would have lost that game to the Rams. He was playing really well in that game. Brian asked the question, if the Saints make the playoffs, do you think, in honest opinion, Saints can win the Super Bowl? Depends on a lot, bro, because – Listen, if you look at some of these teams, let me say, well, well, listen, y'all know where I get that from, right? Well, listen, uh, I, um, you know, we 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 got to do um um that's that's um uh you know you see, so um that's Dennis Allen. But listen, my thing is this: I think that the Saints, I don't see a, a Super Bowl berth for the Saints. I'm gonna be honest with you. 
Uh, there are other teams that are playing really well, but order for the Saints to get up to that level where they plan on the Super Bowl winning level, they would have to bring some, they would have to start dominating in certain aspects of the game. Like the running attack has to get better. If you watch how the Saints offensive line, and they did, they had a much better performance against the Giants and they played well against the Panthers. But if you look at the film, it's just too many, it's too many inconsistent upside down incomplete plays for the Saints line. They don't, they don't get, it's not a galvanized unit. You see what I'm saying? They, they don't work, hang on sitting out. they don't work well as a unit, but it's always somebody getting beat. It's not like they come out and they're just going to dominate, you know, play after play. It's always one or two guys on the play miss a block. One guy don't block when he's supposed to do. Another guy who's supposed to, to help a guy double block and then shed off the blocker to go get the linebacker, he's late getting there. He's late moving to that area. Uh, he takes a bad black angle, of, you know, the blocking angle to stop the guy. Uh, you you help another uh, offensive lineman block, and then the guy you blocking splits the, the, the double team and makes a play in the backfield. That happens way too much, and you can watch the film, and I talk about it, all the time. We just did a film breakdown the other day when I was pinpointing how the Saints offensive line looked. And I'm like, man, these guys really need to get it together. There's no you it's no reason why they look so disjointed. Now they played a lot better in the last game against the Giants, but man, they are way off from being the serious unit that we thought they were. They are so disjointed to a degree that I'm like, man, we need to retool the entire left side of the line. We really do. And people say, Q, we got Nick Seldeveri, a fourth-round draft pick. Listen, that won't stop me from still attacking that line. We got Trevor Penning that they put money into the play. And you got to really look at what's going on with the Saints offensive line going into the future. You know, he just me started this presser off talking about Ryan Ramchek and what's going on. It was something he's dealing with. He's been dealing with this knee issue for a while. And is and even when he's getting rest, he's dealing with the knee issue. What's up with Ryan Ramchek's knees? His knees are going. And then for a guy that big, it's not if he has these low extremity injuries, it won't get any better. The Saints might want to start looking at finding somebody else. You know, not getting rid of Ram, not right now. But what I'm saying is, my goodness. He don't look exactly the same as what he was. And we just, you know, he's not a very old player, you know? So yeah, looking at how Ram is and then where he's playing at, playing at the right tackle position and paying him all that money to play over there when he should be protecting uh car's blind side, you know, at the left tackle position and, f- and put pinning at the right tackle position. We have to play, we have to reshuffle this line for real. We really do. And I'm not, you know, uh, uh, beyond looking at possibly moving McCoy off of centers like you. I don't know about that. We had Look, McCoy is not looking like a world beat. I'm sorry to say that, man. I watched the film with McCoy. He's on the ground a lot. Uh, you know, it's just they're not looking like the last couple of games they played better, but they have solid outings apart. Like, you know, this guy have a solid out and this other guy have a solid line. This other guy getting beat. This other guy on his ass all the time. Stuff like that is just really annoying. And then you can see the frustration from Elvin Kamara when he's trying to run through these lanes. And the guys, the lane, the the holes open up and close. It's never, or I ain't going to say it's never, but it's very rarely you'll see a big gaping lane for him to run through 
to get to the second and third level. It's always him have to slither through these tight closing windows to make plays happen. It's always some lineman that's supposed to be uh, shedding off of a guy that he's blocking and getting to the second level to take the linebacker out, but he gets there late and sometimes blocks the hole for Kamara, who has to then shuffle and dance somewhere else to see if it, I mean, it's just chaos at times. And you see the film, you don't see it when you're watching the game. But then again, depending on which your, your vantage point, you see it. But what I'm saying is to say all of that, all that has to be ironed out significantly. All that has to be ironed out significantly before we start looking at it. Because two things you're going to need to beat the Rams. Before we get into the Ram breakdown, we're going to finish up with Dennis Allen. But two things you're going to need to beat the Rams. You're going to need a running attack that is effective, and you're going to need a defense. That's two things you're going to need to beat the Rams when you own the road in their building, running back and uh, running game and defense. You need both of those things. And we can't all put it on the hands of Derek Carr. That can't happen. Let's go back to uh, Dennis Allen. Here we go. How's the running back challenge you all defensively? Well, look, I think, I think the player and the scheme are both, um, you know, tough to, tough to deal with. Um, You know, they give you a lot of eye candy, you know, in terms of what they do formationally, shift, motion, all that kind of stuff, try to get you, you know, looking at the wrong thing, get yourself out of position. Uh, I think their runners run extremely hard, um, you know, and, and and they've been doing a good job of creating some holes in the running game. So uh, we definitely know that that's, you know, something that they're going to try to do. Um, and, and they've been really effective with it, particularly in the last, call it last month of the season. Were you looking for a gunner when you guys added? Isaac Adam late last season or or did you see- well look I think I think initially our thought was this is a, a backup corner uh that you know has some skill set that kind of mirrors and matches a little bit of the way we want to play defense uh but I think you know the initial thought yeah was that you know he's going to come in be a backup corner and be a uh, a really good four core special teams player for us which he's done that and exceeded probably what our expectations would have been for him as a corner. And, yeah, I mean, you see, you probably don't see a lot of guys make it to a 15 in five years. I mean. Yeah, it, it, this is the thing also when I had, uh, it's about Yidam. Yidam has done a fantastic job, by the way, with him. And and remember in previous games, prior to him really having this, we had an issue, and you look at the film, and the criticism was Yidam. You're there, but turn around and locate the ball. You can see he's changed that aspect of his game. He's now locating the ball. It does us no good if you're a cornerback guarding somebody and you're not in your face guarding them. When you turn around and locate the ball, you give yourself an opportunity to make plays on the ball, interceptions, deflections. And notice that's a part of Isaac Yiddam's game that has improved. He's actually turning around, locating the ball and making deflections. And that's really helping him out. And he looks spectacular in that nickel position. So he's done a phenomenal job there. All right. No. And, and of course, in this game, we know Michael Thomas is not going to be available. Neither is Lattimore or Peyton Turner. So perhaps down the line, because they do have a, a good time frame between after this game and then the next game when they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we'll see what happens there. But it's a lot of stuff Dennis Allen mentioned in the last presser about uh, these two players and where he can't tell you too much where they are in their progression. But hopefully the Saints keep on winning. We can have get Michael Thomas back, get a laddie daddy back, and have those guys for a potential playoff run. So hopefully that indeed would be the case. Shout out to you, Abraham. I see you, fam. Appreciate you. Saints for Life says Ram check production has went down since 2020. His knees are initial, along with some other injuries. 
He's had a lot of wear and tear on his body since 2017 when he was a starter as a rookie. Yeah, and it tells, bro. He went down. I ain't going to say he went down fast, but it's an obvious difference between the dominating Ram we knew and the guy we see there now. Now, they've given this guy a big boatload of cash. He's a top 10 paid offensive lineman in the league. And to pay him that much money and have him as a right tackle, I've been criticizing that. And I'm not going to stop criticizing that because that's absolutely foolish to play your right tackle that kind of money. And you got a right-handed quarterback. If he was left-handed, that's fine because that's the blind side. It would be his blind side. But he's a right-handed quarterback. That guy needs to be on his blind side. And if he can't do that, you need to take some of that money back. But in case in point, the Saints really need to address this offensive line next year. They really do. Whether that's in the draft or in free agency, they need to address the offensive line, but in particular, the entire left side of the line, the left tackle and left guard position. They don't have confidence in pinning, and not playing him is not going to create confidence. He should be playing now. So if, if that's what I was saying about moving, eventually I don't expect them to do that this season, putting Ram over there, but they're not going to even look at that. They're going to continue to keep it where it is, and I told him it was going to be a disaster. I told him that you couldn't put pinning over there as a blind side. That's to a lot of pressure to put on a young offensive lineman. This guy's not Orlando, uh, uh, what's his name, Orlando uh, Pace or, or Teron Armstead or uh, Willie Rofe or, or uh, Jonathan Ogden or Tony Buscelli. That guy's none of those people. He's an athletic big guy, but he does have issues. So I, I, I knew he, he has a good temperament, a good nasty temperament for an offensive lineman, and he's athletic. He's strong. But he's shown you that he is, to a degree, mentally having issues with the, with suffering with confidence issues, which is going to be tough, especially when you're benching him like that. So at some point, this guy's a first-round draft pick. You're going to have to get him out there on the damn field so he can kind of make things pop for you. That's the bottom line. Uh, it, that's just what it has to be. All right, Young City, shout out to you. Good to see you. What's up, Ramsey? Good to see you, man. Appreciate you. We can't beat Rams. We have bad luck playing Cali teams. Chantel, shout out to you. Quavadius, what's happening, bro? Dre says, what happened to last year's draft pick, Nick Seldeveri? Seldeveri is hurt, bro. Nick Seldeveri is currently hurt. Let's go back to Dennis Allen. Uh, but he kept getting opportunity after opportunity. What, Look, I think. What do you think is well, missing, and what do you think is hitting? Well, Look, I think um, it was the the right fit and the right opportunity. I guess is is probably the best way to the best way to say it. Um, you know, he's a guy that has just come to work every single day and works extremely hard to improve at his craft. He takes it seriously. Um, he's taken to the coaching. He tries to do it exactly the way that we ask him to do it, um, and he's having success doing it that way. You have a compressed schedule like this, coupled with the West Coast trip. I mean, do you have to just burn the midnight oil? Do you eliminate some things in the schedule? I mean, how do how do you make it work? Well, look, the most important thing is you try to make the schedule player friendly, because the most important thing for our players is to get their rest, get their recovery, get their bodies back on a short week. So that's that's number one. Obviously, um, with with the number of reps that you're getting, um, the volume you know, has to be scaled back a little bit in terms of what you're doing schematically. Um, you know, but yeah, I think, um, I think it's, it's, you know, probably particularly hard on the, on the, you know, coaching staff trying to, you know, we came in here 
Sunday right after the giant game, started working on uh, the Rams. And um, I guess the best way to say it is I'll get a nice little nap on the flight out there. That's the best thing about traveling as far as we're traveling is we get a nice little nap on the plane. We don't travel. That's the part of the game we talked about in the previous stream was the fact that we had to what we were dealing with with the Saints was when it was facing off against the Giants. The big issue that they're dealing with the Giants was that whatever preparation they were doing for the Giants, that would have to carry over to the Rams. They don't have time to make big changes or make any improvements uh, to the playbook in terms of what they're going to do for the Rams. Now, you know, that's the problem with playing on a short week. So a lot of the preparation that they had, because they had the schedule for some time now, is that they knew that facing with this particular schedule that they would have to have whatever they have set up for the Giants, that some of those plays and some of that would have to go into the Rams. Like I said, they don't have time to to change or do too much else. They just have to worry about doing the walkthroughs and not doing and not being too physical because of the length of the game. So like I said, when we were watching the Giants, I was like a lot of some of this stuff that they're doing and some of the stuff they didn't get opportunity to do that they prepared or they practiced for in the week for the Giants game will kind of carry over with the Rams. So don't be surprised if you see some of the same skills, I mean, some of the same uh, schemes or plays happening in this matchup. Like in the, if you go and watch the All-22, the Saints using motion out of the wazoo. They send in Lynn, Lynn Bowden Jr. in motion. He he flipping around, going all around the quarterback, loops around the quarterback and goes back to where he comes from. You see Rashid Shahid in motion. You see Elvin in motion. You see a lot of the motion and misdirect plays that the Saints ran really well against the Giants to kind of create confusion and cause problems. So they did it really well. Now the Rams defenses uh, has some some good players there. We're talking Witherspoon. We're talking about Aaron Donald and several other players that could make plays. So it, we it's going to be interesting to see how it all fits. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.